There are times in your life when you need to feel God's presence in the middle of tough circumstances. In grief, you have a million emotions and maybe some anger and resentment toward God. So feeling that presence is harder. As we begin today, think about what feeling God's presence means to you. What does it look like when all you're experiencing is pain? Today, we're going to talk about what the Bible says about God's presence and how you can feel it like a tangible hug, keeping you safe from the constant waves of grief. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Romania, our spotlight country this week. And California has taken the top spot back with the most downloads. I hope this is a reminder that whatever country or state you are in, you aren't alone as you walk through this thing called grief. So when you read the title of today's episode, what thoughts came to your mind or or what did you envision? A lot of times you can point to being in church and worshiping when you feel the presence of God, but is it limited to when you are in church? If it is, then today will be helpful to you in developing a routine of getting in God's presence and feeling, or better yet, knowing that God is with you. Knowing life is hard But there is great hope that this is not the future you envisioned, but being assured that God will not allow you to live the rest of your life so sad and feeling alone. If you're anything like me and had a church background, you've taken a lot of things for granted. You're comfortable walking into a church, singing the worship songs, regardless if they're traditional or contemporary, and the words that are spoken from the pulpit or stage, (laughs) aren't confusing, but I imagine there has been a time or two when you have strayed away from church, but more importantly, strayed from God. I made that mistake twice in my life, and both times were because I took God for granted. I didn't value the commitment and rebelled against the religion. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Now, when I got back into church, when I started communicating with the Lord again, I told people that life was better because I got back into church or I got my life right. And when you first do that, there are things you never felt before because of the gratitude you experience at getting another chance. Though I didn't realize it at the time, 
I was religious instead of being in relationship with God. The difference here is huge. I wanted all that God had for me, and I wanted the power of the Holy Spirit and loved the prosperity teachings I heard, and I was a great rule follower and at times judgmental. But when Monica died, my rule following, my judgment, and my lack of relationship with God was made very clear to me. What I experienced and what I saw Monica experience were two entirely different existences, and I wanted what she had. Now, in the last episode, I touched on how much Monica went through, but still praise God. She struggled to breathe, but never struggled to praise God and talked with him as if he was right there. My husband, Jeff, said that I took for granted that those of you who are listening know the story, and he's right. Many don't. Her faith journey is something you should take the time to read about. It will give you great hope in your hardest moments. So if you go to the website, grieftogreatday.com, click on Dying to be Healed, you can check out the book I wrote about her journey. After she died, I felt like a faith failure and figured that the reason I was struggling to even breathe at times was because of that. I prayed for her healing, and I prayed that God would take her, and sometimes in the same prayer. I felt double-minded, and like my lack of faith was a part of the reason God didn't heal her, like I didn't pray enough or with enough faith, etc., etc. That, my friend, is a clear indication that I was in control of all things in my mind, and by not following some script or checklist, God thought less of me and didn't heal her. And that's clearly what religion looks like. I'm going through all this to say what you want is not religion. You don't want a substitute or an emotion to provide a tangible touch on those long, dark nights that seem to never end. You want God himself and his presence to keep your mind steady. And let me go ahead and throw this out there. A tangible touch, it is not jumping into another relationship to lessen your pain. It is not drinking or using drugs to escape from the pain. And it is not eating junk to numb the pain. These things bring momentary relief and long-term consequences. If you're dealing with any of these things, please reach out and get some help from a counselor. So what is the presence of God and what does it feel like? Well, God is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere all the time. He's with you all the time. But when we say we feel his presence, it's more about how he's making himself known in your life. We want it like Daniel when he was in the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were in the fire or Moses when he was talking to a burning bush. John Piper said, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life and you may be aware of three of them. See, God will not force himself on you. When you feel distance, it is because you have become distant, not him. When we are hurting when we want the hurting to stop, and when it doesn't, we think God isn't with us. We want the promises of God without pushing outside what is comfortable, and then we feel like we're not worthy of his love because we didn't perform well enough. God's presence, it will bring a tangible touch in the form of having hope 
and knowing that the promise of God over your life is greater than any circumstance you face, even this. When you know that you know that you know that this loss will not kill you, when you understand that the pain is normal and is because you loved and were loved and having the patience to endure the time it may take to breathe, laugh, and live again. So how do you get to the point of feeling the presence of God in this tangible touch? You know I'm going to say pray, read, and rise, right? Yes, those things. But for today, there's some other practical things you can do. One of them is to sing worship songs. Now, if me saying that kind of irritated you, then you really need to sing worship songs. I know you don't feel like it because you are hurting, but this is exactly the time to do it. This is the push I'm talking about. If we, and I am preaching at myself here, if we rise to the level of our emotions every time we hurt, we will never rise above our emotions to stop hurting. I'm going to say that again. If we rise to the level of our emotions every time we hurt, we will never rise above our emotions to stop hurting. Pick a song right now and take two minutes to sing. See, praise brings his presence. And that's what we're wanting, right? The second thing is to review your faith resume. Go over the things that God has already done in your life. Remember those things. Focus on those things. Or if you have not created one, create a faith resume. You can check out the episode in the past on how to do that if you need help. Gratitude in what God has done in our lives will elevate our trust in his character. The more trust you have, the more hope you have. And hope is a thing that gets you up each and every time you feel knocked down. Robbie Zachariah said, Having the answers is not essential to living. What is essential is the sense of God's presence during dark seasons of questioning. So since I know some of you are not going to jump right into the <laughs> into the word right now, I'm going to read verses for you, and this is going to be your journey works. I want you to listen, write down any of them that you relate to or that you want to relate to. Go through these verses every day. Explore more in the Bible after you hear them, and then get close to the one who created you for his glory. Sit back, close your eyes, and listen. God said, I will never leave you or abandon you. Hebrews 13, 5. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Exodus 33:14. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans 8, 37. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Isaiah 46, 4. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 23, 4. Keep your eyes open to God. Watch for his works. Be alert for signs of his presence. Psalm 105, 4. 
Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth? Jeremiah 23, 24. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Psalm 24, sorry, Psalm 27, 14. This is one of my favorite ones here. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. I will not leave you as orphans, because I will come to you. John 14, 18. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 Peter 2, 9. Our word of the week, besides all them, remains Job 42, 1 through 3. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. And the song of the week, which is important for you to hear, but I keep forgetting to share in these episodes, is from Sharon in the Grief Group for Christian Women, our private Facebook group. It's called The Broken Ones by the Tally Trio. Now, you may be the broken one right now, but you are also here to love other broken ones. And as the lyrics remind us, it doesn't take that much, a willing heart and a tender touch. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.